Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And good Friday afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Dalton Esquire, all here from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Glad you're with us for the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Lots to talk about today. We're going to reveal who Southern Miss's opening basketball opponent is going to be in November. That may come as a bit of a surprise well let me just let me just give our <laughs> listeners a, a, a clue here bob ready here it goes and, it, and it's an it's an audio cue uh, yeesh <laughs> yeah 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 so we're we're pretty anxious to, to reveal that to you here in just a few minutes if you don't know already baseball camps this weekend uh, at southern miss have been postponed we'll have that information a little later as well also going to talk a little more about the expanding coaching tree at southern miss baseball and give you the latest updated information on the hiring of some new assistants but first the opening segment sponsored by dickie's barbecue pit proud supporters of this program and southern miss athletics it's a great time of the year for special events whether it be your office your church your family your business the perfect place to call to cater that event would be Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a big selection of catering options. They'll bring it right to you, set it up for you, and we guarantee it'll be delicious. So uh, we encourage you to just sit back, relax, and uh, Kelly, let Dickie's do the cooking. And, and you know, if you tell them what your, what your budget is, Okay, they'll kind of let you know. You know, here's your, so there's no lots of times of people catering and they go, "Ooh, I, just, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that price or whatever." Well, no surprises with Dickies. I mean, you tell them, and they'll say, "Okay, for that we can do this." You know, right. and it's uh, no surprises. Right. Also, media day for Conference USA football is next week. We'll take a look at that a little later in the show. Tell you who Southern Miss is sending as their representatives and have some general discussion about uh, Conference USA football. It's hard to believe, but. You know, Kelly, it's what, six weeks away? Didn't we say about a month ago? We said yeah, in the wink of an away. eye, man, football is going to be right here upon us. And in fact, Preston Hansford, uh, a standout tight end for Southern Miss back in the Carmody years, uh, the Jim Carmody years, has uh, confirmed he's going to, we've booked him, he's going to be a, on the show next Wednesday in conjunction with Media Day. And we're, gonna, we're going to effort to some actual audio from Media Day in Frisco, Texas, where Coach Hobson and some of his Eagle players will be there, kind of get their perspective, you know, from Frisco that day. That would be one way to get Coach Hobson on the show, would be to export some media that he's, uh, you know, doing somewhere else. They'll be in Frisco, Texas uh, <laughs> for two days next week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Speaking of coaches, I've been playing phone tag today with Mike Federico, of course, who was a longtime assistant here and is now the baseball coach at Louisiana Monroe. We're going to schedule him next week as well, Kelly. You, you, you kind of spoke Spark my interest in that. It's a lot of transition taking place right now, and uh, be a great thing to I think visit Coach Federico and uh, and talk to him about 
what it's like to leave the fold here, go start a new program, and the and the progress that he's making at Monroe, which I think is pretty good. And in the in the uh, in the Sun Belt, you know, conference. Right. And I think when he took over, that might have been the year right after Coastal Carolina winning the national championship out of the out right. of the Sun Belt. So you, you talk about some baseball programs in the Sun Belt. You know, South Alabama's always strong. Louisiana Lafayette. Sadly, they are now looking for a coach mm-hmm. uh, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. But Louisiana Lafayette has always been good. You know, South. Al's always been good. Georgia Southern. Rodney Hennon has been the coach at Georgia Southern for a long time. Some consistency there. So Sunbell has some real good baseball programs. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk to a coach fan about that. All right, we want to start the show. We're, we located our, our minor league baseball expert, highly paid consultant of the Eagle Hour, Al, Al Holder, who uh, said he's on the road today. I guess he's traveling to one of his many homes around the country. Where, where are you today, Mr. Holder? Well, I, I, I was kind of thinking about flying over to my uh, condo in the Bahamas this afternoon, so that's kind of what I'm thinking about. You just went out to check the jet and make sure the engines are running well and all that before you make that exactly. final call? Exactly. Make, make, make sure if I decide to do that, they're ready to go. Actually, to be specific, the Bahamas is the name of a three-house neighborhood just outside of Waynesboro. <laughs> 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 Where Al keeps his summer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so don't 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 be misled. He's not out there in the ocean somewhere, you know, basking on the beach. You know. All right, Al. Now we haven't talked to you since everything broke loose down here, and uh, it was announced, of course, that uh, Southern Miss had lost two of its assistant baseball coaches. Uh, B. A. Valmuth goes into. Uh, into private practice. And then, of course, the recruiting coordinator heads out to uh, Texas A&M. You're a longtime observer, supporter of Southern Miss baseball. You go way back much further than I do. And I I was curious to get your reaction. Are these the kind of things that that you see as a negative, or are these the sort of things that you see as – as pointing to the fact that Southern Miss baseball is very well respected around the country and people who coach here are, you know, wanted at uh, other schools? Well, I think, uh, actually, I think uh, Coach Kaye was uh, pretty well respected, principally as a recruiter. And so, uh, I think if I read correctly, he's going to A&M as a hitting coach and uh, a recruiter. So I think uh, they, they have a, a great respect for his uh, ability to attract quality ball players, and, and uh, not only that, he's a good guy. So there, there's there's a lot to that. Uh, I suspect he got a significant uh, increase in pay, and uh, the you know that he certainly has to look after his family. And uh, uh, I wish I certainly wish him well. Uh, the the hire to, to, for his replacement is going to be a, a very a, just a very interesting. Uh, thing to, to look at, to see and watch. Uh, Coach Perry, as he goes through the process of trying to find somebody to come in and uh, take on that role. Uh, right. My personal opinion is that uh, a, a JUCO coach that has those abilities and has shown those abilities uh, would be somebody I'd take a hard look at. Right. Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's not official. But we D one baseball actually D one baseball is reporting that Travis Creel is coming back, who of course is now the recruiting coordinator 
and a hitting coach at Louisiana Tech, but that's unofficial, uh, just being reported by D1 Baseball. Do you see these things as um, – you've seen a lot of it through the years, Al. You've seen coaches come and go. How do you maintain the level of uh, play that you want to have and the momentum of your baseball program when you lose such key parts of your personnel? Well, a lot of times, though, that can be uh, I mean, that can be a positive thing. Uh, that's interesting about Creel, uh, principally because he's at Tech, and uh, that's where uh, Chris came from too. Right, right. So that's that's kind of interesting. But the uh, uh, I like the fact that uh, that that we look at uh, people that are have been involved with our program uh, uh, because they they would most likely have a real serious interest in uh, making uh, good, solid choices for Southern Miss. And uh, I, that, that's that's an interesting uh, uh, that, that's an interesting choice. I wonder if that's going to pan out to be true. Uh, I, I, I think it probably will, you know, but, but the thing and I think an interesting note that needs to be brought forth too about Chad Kaye, I think if the absolute truth were known it would be Disclose that Coach Kaye has probably had other opportunities, you know, to, to go. All right, oh, but, yeah. but but when a school with like Texas A and M comes along, it's it's like the old um, uh, the the quote from The Godfather, you know, where he said, "I'll make you an offer you can't refuse." Uh, I think that's that was the the deal with with Texas A and M. You know, I, I don't think there's any question that uh, that's a serious step up, not just a step up. And uh, so the, in his yeah, career, yeah. So the loyalty you were talking about, Al, with Southern Miss is is Federico. I mean, uh, Kaye is not wouldn't be a lateral move guy. You know, right. what I'm saying because that's he loves Southern Miss and was there for 12 years, right? That's so, right. but when something like that comes along, you ask yourself how many more of these are going to come along in the future? And a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. He, you know, is a thing he had to take. No question, and it's it, it probably financially is really. A solid move for his family, right? Yeah. Uh, that'd be my that'd be my guess. And of course, BA Volmuth leaves Al, and uh, and the reason for that, we were told by Coach Barry, is the NCAA's refusal to let him pay a third, uh, you know, assistant coach. And you know, the kid had been here two years as a volunteer right. coach. He's got to go make a living. Frustrating, frustrating for me. I'd like to know what you think about the NCAA's attitude toward college baseball. I think it's abysmal. The the uh, the I don't know if, if anybody's been paying attention, but you know the the playoffs, the college, the you know the the, the college world series, all the the things that are going on now uh, with ESPN's involvement and the rest. Of, I don't know how you can avoid uh, not seeing the impact that college baseball is having on college athletics. And uh, because it's beginning to take on a prominent role, I would suggest it is now the number three sport behind uh, college football and basketball and now baseball. And uh, why they can't understand that the improvements, particularly in scholarships and in coaching and stuff, uh, it it has got to be addressed somehow. Mm -hmm. And and schools like Southern Miss, you know, we don't have the resources that that some of the other schools have where they can have these – uh, these kids and, and provide uh, uh, things that we just can't provide financially to them. Hang on, Al. We're going to hold you over through the break. Can you tell the chauffeur to uh, just keep sure. the limo parked there till we can get right back to you? You've got the AC going. All right. <laughs> Holder, everybody, on the Eagle Hour, and we'll be right back. 
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the TGIF edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Kelly and Dalton at the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. First Bank, of course, home of the Perfect Ten. And soon to be the home of a brand new bank uh, here in West Hattiesburg. And I think you can download First Bank on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Yeah. Don't get me. Don't, don't even just. Right. Don't <laughs> Okay. Kelly's a big Stitcher. Now, Al is a big man when it comes to Stitcher and SoundCloud and all those bizarro things. Al, wake up. (laughs) Put down the champagne. All right, Al, before we get back, let me make a quick reminder. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great place to go buy your Southern Miss apparel, your school books if you're a student. Stuff for your home, for your car, and all sorts of new summer stuff coming in daily at Campus Bookmart. If you're in other parts of the state, just go to campusbookmart.net, and they will deliver it right to your front door. All right, Al, now I know, because you and I are friends, and I know that you're a big basketball fan. And so, uh, is he not going to give us his minor league report today? No, not today. Oh, okay, no. I got you. Well, right. You have to pay Al extra for that. I got It's you. not in the budget today. I got you. Uh, is that right, Al? You, you don't share that without the check arriving first. Am I correct about that? Exactly. And make sure it's in the bank and processed. Hey, look, and, and of course, we know once you're on your Social Security check, you can't make but a certain amount of money. Right? Correct. That's right. So we have we have to limit that. All right. So, Al, I'm going to ask you a question now. I got the I got the uh, reveal this morning. The Golden Eagles are going to open basketball play in November. Now. We're obviously uh, some time off, but not that long, really. And uh, they're going to be playing at a tournament down in the Bahamas. Their opening game is against Gonzaga. They're playing in a tournament that has Michigan, Iowa State, North Carolina, Alabama, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, and Oregon. That's the field, Al. Is that a good thing for Southern Miss basketball? Awesome. You like it? Love it. Right. It's uh, uh, the we'll, we're going to find out in a hurry whether we can play. And uh, the, those kinds of it's like if, if you go out and you play golf with uh, your your local pro or something, it's a lot different than going and playing with your buddies because you you, you know you you get your focus better. So we'll find out uh, just how focused we can get and how well we can whether we win or lose is, is to me. Is in a situation like that is not nearly as important as as uh, determining who can do what against really really quality players. And here's here's yeah. the thing that you always that you always try to weigh out. Okay, do you want to go to a tournament wherever and beat up on a bunch of weaklings? All right, mm-hmm. or do you want to go to a tournament like this where every team is is stacked? Right, that you're that you're playing against from a recruiting standpoint. If you're Coach Ladner and Coach Roan and the guys are, are you saying, all right, we're going to go to the Bahamas and guess who we're going to play? We're going to play North Carolina. We're going to play Gonzaga, Iowa State. You know all these other schools. Or do you say we're going to go somewhere and play Podunk U? Right. And this is a much better recruiting tool. Now it's not going to do I, much for the win loss record, but it's. Gonna, I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is a that's a quality event when you can attract those kinds of programs. And uh, for us to participate and be a part of that only enhances our reputation. Well, so, I, I have to agree with that. And there's, my gosh, guys, 
There's not a weak team in the field. Oh, Michigan no. is in there, too. <laughs> Michigan, yeah. I forgot about them. They're pretty yeah. good. Michigan's pretty good. Iowa State's pretty good. North Carolina, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, Oregon. And I hear tell that North Carolina has won a national championship somewhere. One or two. <laughs> have you ever heard, have you heard, ever heard that. of that team, North Carolina? I, I heard that, yeah. I heard that. <laughs> even, though, even though I'm kind of a dookie, you know. But uh, I, I did. Somebody told me something about those, those guys over at Ch- Chapel Hill. You know, this is the only sport, guys. There's two, four, six, eight teams playing that you could say Alabama's one of the weakest in the field. Oh, you, <laughs> you, you just get a real sadistic pleasure by Let saying that. Let me say that, that again. <laughs> Alabama may be the weakest team in the field. Well, it, uh, you also have to look at this as an opportunity. Right. Because if you, if you can go in there and, you and, and like I said, stay, stay seriously focused and win one or two of these games, I mean – Oh, it's a what launching pad for the, for the season. Yeah, yeah. And 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 when, and when you're playing teams like this, when when you're going to be the underdog going in, when do you want to play teams like this? At the very Early. beginning of the year. Yeah. Right? No before, question. Yeah, before they got their mojo together. You, know? you don't want to play a, a stretch of Michigan, North Carolina, and Gonzaga in late February, do you? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but but consider now that even if we lose, it's, our RPI is going to be positively affected. Well, it's got to be. Yeah. Exactly. Dare say, Al, you followed it a long time. This would be this would be the strongest field. Uh, a tournament field that Southern Miss has ever been involved with, no question ever. Yeah, th- th- that would rival that that tournament right there with those uh, programs would rival those Hawaii tournaments out there where Duke and all those other people show up. That, that's uh, yeah, that's that ought to be a lot of fun for the kids too. Now, Al, my buddy here is a graduate of Iowa State, and he's a proud Jayhawks fan, aren't you? Jayhawks? <laughs> Did he? Jayhawks. What? That was a low blow. <laughs> and, and I want you to know, for the record, us Cyclones, we have owned Kansas the past two or three years. <laughs> now, we can't seem to win a, a game in the tournament. You know, we always, oh, every year, yeah. Iowa State's going to be really good, and we go one and out, you know, in the tournament. But, uh, no, but they're, but they're, every one of those teams, as they're you just great, mentioned. They're yeah. great programs. There's no question. Al, Kelly and I, Sense a lot of excitement down here about uh, Southern Miss basketball. You can say what you want to about the hire, and obviously he hasn't coached a game yet, but there can be no argument that Jay Ladner's hire has generated some buzz among the Southern Miss fan base. You agree? I agree. And uh, if, if he, you know, I, just, I had no idea where they were going, uh, but uh, I think you know for what we what we are, where we are, I think Jay was a great hire. And so now we just got to get behind him. I, I just, I always go back to why in the world the Hattiesburg community can't fill up a 7,000-seat basketball arena is beyond me. So I, I just hope that Jay can uh, start to create some excitement there and get uh, get some fans in the seats because that, that's going to help everything, not only recruiting in basketball, but recruiting in football in February. I mean, it's just Everything's going to improve. Two things I want to mention on, on, on the cusp of what you just said there, Al. You talked about uh, the fan base not coming out. Hattie, the Hattiesburg area, in my opinion, in the 35 years that I've been here, to me, is a community that wants to be reached out to. All right? right or wrong, they like coaches who will come and speak at the Rotary Club. They like coaches who will shake hands. They like coaches who will kiss babies and all those, those sorts of things. 
Jay Ladner is one of those guys. Donnie Tyndall. Donnie Tyndall was as, as engaging a basketball coach uh, as, we've, as we've probably ever had here. And look at what the crowds, look at what the crowds turned out to be when Tyndall was here. He was so engaging with the audience, even with the mess that the program is in when he left. You talk to some Southern Miss basketball fans, and they'll tell you, we'll take Tyndall back in a minute. And it was, yep. be, it was because of the way he handled the fan base. And with all due respect to Doc Sadler, good X's and O's guy, but he just, he wasn't, that wasn't his forte, right? Enga- I agree. Engaging. Yeah, Doc, would, Doc was a great coach. You know, like you say, X's and O's. You know, he, he, his teams played hard to the very last second. It, he did a great job, but you're, I, I agree with you. The, the PR aspect is what he, what he liked. So, same thing with Larry Eustacey. Larry Eustacey's is a, a, not just a good coach. He's a great coach, but just, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the, the PR aspect just, did not approach what uh, what we need, and and people so. say people say, well, it's all about winning. If you win, the fans will come, and to a degree, that's true. But I think everybody knows that Coach Ladner has the deck stacked against him just a little bit here the first couple of years. But I think the community will respond because he has responded to them. And Jay yeah. even says, if two people, if two Golden Eagle fans want to go have a hamburger, and I get a chance to talk about my team, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And and that's what. You know, we've needed. But you talked about the fan base uniting under him, and true enough. But especially what I like about Jay Ladner is he also understands that that may have gotten him the job, but longevity is going to be directly tied to how well he performs. He understands that. He understands, okay, it's one thing to get the job, but it's another thing to keep the job. And, and he is totally aware of that and embraces it. And I see nothing but, you know, but good thing. I think the community will respond because he has responded to the community. Al, don't and, you think that if he can get the basketball program turned around, start playing top 30 type basketball, it can become a money generator for the university and it, we, be, it can become a source of real excitement for the fan base? Southern Miss can make more money with a winning NCAA-type basketball program than it can in any other sport, period. There's more money to be made there, even in in Reed Green Coliseum. That's all we need. Fill that joint up and win basketball games, and I I promise you good things will happen and the money will roll in. That's, that's an amazing thing. How do you think Louisville and Cincinnati made their money? Look at their athletic budgets nowadays. They, they made it on basketball. And the new hotel motel tax that went into effect in the city of Hattiesburg, you know, some of that money is supposed to be going directly to improve, you know, the facility at Reed Green Coliseum. So that's everything is lined up. The perfect storm is coming together for Southern Miss basketball. All right, Al, I I want to. I like it, Kelly. I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. We want to thank you, man, for coming on the show. I know it's expensive to keep that jet running, so we don't want to hold you up any longer. We're already a half an hour into his nap yeah, time. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and uh, we always appreciate you, buddy. I hope you have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. Al, Al Holder, everybody, the one and only on the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. Thanks to Al Holder for joining Kelly and I in the first couple of segments. Good buddy and uh, good Southern Miss guy, and we always appreciate Al's time. He may not come back after the way Kelly treated him, but something tells me. Oh, he knows. He knows we love yeah. him, and, and he brings us our minor league baseball report you know, exactly periodically right. here on the show. Great Southern Miss fan is Al Holder. This segment sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. Speaking of people we like, uh, great food down there uh, in the evenings. Great sandwiches, all sorts of stuff that you can enjoy. Great plate lunches every day. And how much do they kill? Eight ninety five with a drink. And what does that include? Including the drink. Including that's tax and all. That is eight ninety five. Where do you beat that? How do you beat that? And the portion size too for big guys like me. You're right. not, you're not going to get cheated on portions there. Great Southern Miss memorabilia, pool tables, cold adult beverages. Now they have you big you trivia players. They've suspended the trivia games for the summer, but once school gets uh, going again, uh, trivia will get back get back cranking. Trivia getting to be very popular at different uh, places around the area. Right, we appreciate uh, Four Street Bar and Grill a great deal couple little tidbits. The Southern Miss Summer Showcase Baseball Camp scheduled for tomorrow has been postponed. And that's, of course, because we're expecting a lot of rain here over the weekend here in South Mississippi. That camp will now take place at the, the Pete on Saturday, July 27th. All of the information regarding the camps uh, stays the same, with the exception of the new date. Prior to that, uh, prior to the end of summer, I'm sorry, it's a very small print. The Golden Eagle Baseball Program will also play host to its third annual Father and Son Camp, and that is scheduled for August 24th. So the dads will have to relearn how to throw, right, if they're going to teach uh, The dads will be sore the next (laughs) day. Oh, for sure. Just walking, running to first base, they'll pull a hammy. Right, right. That's a good deal there, though. I like that, the father-son concept of that. Great chance to to bond, you know. Yeah, no question. All right, Kelly, uh, media day is Wednesday in Conference USA. Southern Miss will be sending Jordan Mitchell, the tight end, and Rakeem Booth, the linebacker, uh, to be the two representatives uh, for the Golden Eagles. Of course, the football coach will be out there as well. Uh, what do we learn from these media kickoff days, Kelly? Not a whole lot, quite honestly. It's, it's kind of a dog and pony show because if you do have anything under wraps – you're certainly not going to put it out there for all the other teams to hear about or to see so that they can uh, make their preparation for you a little bit more thorough. So I kind of compare media day to like spring football games, mm-hmm. you know, for these programs. It's going to be kind of kind of uh, bland, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you understand why. I think these are, are just as much, not necessarily for the media types, because like I said, you're, you're not going to get a lot of nuts and bolts about these teams. But, it, but media days like this, ignite fan bases it's kind of the kickoff if you will to the football season kind of to remind people that we are this close and um and again wink of an eye you know august 31st will be here and that's the opener for southern miss although conference usa actually will start play on thursday the 29th mm-hmm. i guess mason fine he'll be the big star at media day he's the uh, all-conference quarterback from North Texas. Uh, fair to say best player in the league? I think going into the season for sure, but yesterday we were talking about the games that you circle on the schedule, and I circle that North Texas game right away because the, the strength of the North Texas team is going to be fine. All right? I mean, literally and figuratively, it's going to be fine. But the strength of the Southern Miss team, by all accounts, is going to be the defensive line. Okay, so you're going to have a defensive line ranked number one in the league going after the number one quarterback in the league. And to me, it doesn't get any better than that. All things being equal, nobody gets hurt, etc. 
Uh, Media Day will be carried uh, all week long on ESPN3. If you're of a mind to uh, want to watch it, you can just tune in there, and uh, they'll have it. Of course, every school brings two representatives and their head coach to the deal. And, uh, you know, like you said, sort of like a dog and pony show, but in a way it's the – I guess in a way, it's the uh, official kickoff of football season. Well, every coach will tell you about you know they're gonna they're gonna downplay their team a little bit you know to try to keep the expectation level realistic. But what I will find intriguing about Media Day this year is that from all the outsiders looking in and from the media types across the country, there does not appear to be a team in Conference USA that is slap better than everybody else Mm -hmm. this really appears to be a horse race going into the football season usually in any league there's going to be two or three teams that are head and shoulders better than everybody else and that nobody else has a chance to win the league but i think in conference usa this year if all the reports are accurate there's going to be six or seven teams that with a break here or there could win the whole darn thing and i think from a fan base standpoint that's good for everybody kelly sanders dark horse team is Mm, I, I don't know if you could call. All right, dark horse UAB because they did lose a lot of they did lose a lot of veterans. But even so, with what they've got coming back, I don't think the expectations for UAB are what they should be. So, given that premise, my dark horse is UAB. I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Another honest answer from you. You're. Your thoughts, and I've, I've heard a lot both ways about this, your thoughts of, of something that Southern Miss seems to be doing more and more of, and that's opening football seasons with SWAC competition. Does that – I realize that I realize that Alcorn, Jackson State, some of those schools are going to bring more fans than your traditional opener, but in any way, does that really help your football team? Of course, sure it does. How you mean? You mean the the level of competition? Well, some of the SWAC teams are good. You know, they on any given day. Mm-hmm. And we everybody thought Louisiana Monroe that the Eagles were going to steamroll the Warhawks when they came in here last year, mm-hmm. and were stunned. I remember after that Louisiana Monroe game, some some fans took took them twenty minutes to get out of their chairs just to leave. They couldn't believe what just happened. Mm-hmm. So it can happen, but unfortunately, Bob, you know, some of the SWAC teams might not be up to par. But the economic world we live in. It's, it's about dollars and cents. And, and if the general public, if the Hattiesburg area, if South Mississippi isn't going to fill those seats, somebody's got to. Well, that's right. And so, all right. So it's safe to say, taking that to another step, if you were selling 25,000 season tickets a year and you were putting 30,000 butts in the stands every time the Golden Eagles took the field, you probably wouldn't be seeing any SWAC teams here, correct? Let's just say you'd have other choices. You'd have other options. Right. You, you hit the nail right on the head. So it's the chicken versus the egg thing. If you, if, if you perceive that the SWAC teams are not up to par with, with Southern Miss, well then give the athletic administration some more options. They will have more options if they have more money. They will have more money if you buy more season tickets. They'll have more money if you fill up the stadium than if you don't. It's all right. chase the dollars, right? Follow the dollars. And obviously the reverse of that is the reason that you go play in Tuscaloosa. You're not going to go win the game. I'll just say that. You're not going to go win the game. You're going strictly for the money. That's the bottom line. I mean, and, and, I've, and I've said before, you know, the commercial success of the baseball program at Southern Miss has already been documented. Mm-hmm. Basketball has proven that it can hold its weight. 
you know, with a good combination of winning and a gregarious coaching staff. But none of that means anything if football attendance doesn't pick up because football pays the bills. Whether we like it or not, football pays the bills for the other sports. And if fans don't respond, right. then, then, then we're up a well-known creek. But it's interesting because you see the opposite ends of the spectrum in the same season. You see a school that maybe a lot of fans would prefer not be a home opponent because you need the money. You see a road game that fans would, eh, is there not somebody else besides Alabama we can go play because you need the money? But, but Alabama has so much money that let's say you went somewhere else, Alabama's probably cutting you a bigger check. Yeah. So, so if, if you subscribe to the notion that you're going to get your hat handed to you, why not take the biggest check to do it? You know, I asked the previous athletic director a couple of years ago, why are you going to Alabama? Why are you going to Auburn? Why are you going to Tennessee? Why don't you ever go to Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or, or Kansas State or some schools like that? And you know what his answer was? The Alabamas of the world write us bigger checks. That's just it. So and Oklahoma's going to write. That, that just under exactly what I you know, was just saying. So if you if – you, do subscribe to the theory that you're that you're going to get your hat handed to you. Go somewhere close where it's not going to cost you a lot to travel. And then who's going to give me the biggest check? Now, let me say this, Kelly, and you can tell me if I don't need to say this, but uh, you talk about promoting programs, growing programs. You've made interesting comments to me in the past that I think are absolutely true. And one of the reasons, one of the reasons for the success of Southern Miss baseball is the keen awareness that the coaching staff has always had about dealing with guys like me and you and constantly promoting their program. Jay Ladner, you tell me, is exactly that way. Cue to the football staff. It would help your program to be more open and available to guys like us that come on the air every day to try to help you promote Southern Miss athletics. I agree with that statement. But in fairness to Hobson and his staff, other football coaches, I just think think that football in general, and I don't know what it is about football, Mm -hmm. but football staffs across the country just seem to be that way. It's it's like they're always busy. Well, come on. Now, you're not not always always busy that you can't. You know, 20 minutes a week to promote your program. Come on. Right. Todd Munkin, you could call him right now. And he come on the program. Larry actually. Fedora was a lot like that, right? You know, too. Right. But, but it, it's not. But it's. It seems to me. It seems to me that football coaches are more that way than any other sport. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And that may be why we like baseball so much. Well, there's there's a direct correlation to the commercial success, no question, of their teams. You know, depending on how. Uh, engaging they are with the fan base Uh, when we come back esquire is going to remind you where all you can hear the eagle hour and we have some other things to wrap up the week as well stay with us
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. Always appreciate our listening audience around the state. We get a lot of kind remarks about the program. Some not so kind, but they're great too. I want remarks of every kind, and we really do appreciate that. This segment is sponsored by uh, the good folks down at Gulfport Home Center. Great selection of pre-manufactured housing to fit any family budget, to fit any family need. They have new homes. They have uh, pre-owned homes. They have reconditioned homes. They can help you with your financing. Of course, a great selection to choose from. They can bring it to wherever you're moving and living and set it up for you and uh, let you enjoy the uh, the great thrill of home ownership. And I don't think there's anything quite like that myself. And I hope, I hope the storm will... Yeah, Un, you know that they'll yeah. be okay with whatever's so. going to hit them yeah. there this weekend. Yeah, our our thoughts to everybody down on the Gulf Coast and and obviously uh, over in Louisiana, our neighbors to the west of us. Uh, we just hope for uh, uh, you know this to be as safe a situation as it can. All right, Kelly and I uh, expressing some voicing some opinions tonight. I'm going to voice one more before we get off the air. Boy, he's on a roll today. This is about football. Call him Butter. He is on a roll. And look, anybody that knows me, you've known me a long time. You know nobody loves Southern Miss football any more than I do. Uh, But here's something else I wish the university would consider, Kelly. I'd like to have your input. Many, many years I lived in the Delta. And I used to love Tuesday nights because I used to love listening to the coaches call-in show. And I enjoyed listening to the people calling you never knew what jeff bauer was going to be asked but jeff would field every question i remember one night an old miss guy calling them and jeff's going well, i'll tell you what send word back up to oxford we'll play them anywhere anytime we'll play them in a parking lot next saturday if they want to play it was it was so refreshing and and fun and i used to call a lot and get to talk to him but now the last couple of years that's been cut off southern miss fans cannot talk to the football coach they can tweet. I just hate that. They can tweet a question. I guess they can what? Facebook. Email. Know, email a question. Your thoughts of your ability as a Southern Miss fan not to be able to talk directly to your football coach. I will give you, an, I will give you that opinion, and it, and it mirrors yours. But let's talk about when that originated. Uh, as, as memory serves, it was that season – when that one particular coach was here, right. that we didn't win a game. Right. Okay. Well, that coach was on for about the first three weeks of the season, and he was getting hammered by the fan base, which he's making a ton of money. Right. All right. The least you can do is you take know, the heat. That's right. Take the heat. Well, then about the fourth or fifth week, then we got this you can tweet your questions or you can. Now, now what that amounts to is a government. You know, exposing you to, you know, they get to hand pick the questions, which means they're going to be lob balls for the coach. Right. Which that's not interesting. No. Nobody cares. And quite frankly, that's what they do in fascist and communist (laughs) countries. Right. Right. They only expose you to what they want you to hear. Right. We've talked about the commercial success of athletic programs is directly tied to how well coaches can reach out and embrace the community and vice versa. Well, when there is this wall between the coaches of any sport and the fan base, and the wall is whoever or whatever is making the decisions as to what questions these coaches get to answer. It's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're, my opinion is if you are not going to allow the fan base of any of the sports to talk to their coaches, don't waste our time. 
don't even have the show because it's bogus. It's not interesting. It's not entertaining. We don't want to hear what you want us to hear. We want access to our coaches. It is perfectly fair for the screener on the show to ask a potential caller, what is your question? Sure. And if they veer from that question, then you hit the button. Well, but, but, to, but to automatically not let people talk to their coaches has got to change, in my opinion. And here's what I think it does, too. When you can talk to your coach, it gives the fan ownership in the program. The fan really feels like a, I can call tonight and coach Talk James, to my coach. My coach is going to talk to me and answer my question, and that makes me part of the program. And it gets a chance for, it gives the coach a chance to say, Bob, thanks for coming to the games, man. We're going to do everything of we course. can to make you proud, Bob. You know? I think I told you I'm, of course, not a Mississippi State fan, but living in the Delta for a long time, we carried their games at my station. And remember when Jackie Sherrill was a coach? He took live questions, Kelly, after the game for 15 or 20 minutes. And some afternoons – From the fan base. From the fan base. And let me tell you, some afternoons it was entertaining to listen to that post-game radio show. But he answered them. Every single one. Always respected Jackie Sherrill for that. Now, you might, you might listeners here on the Eagle Hour say to yourselves, too, well, they're just saying this because Super Talks radio stations don't get to, don't get to air the coaches' shows. Has nothing to do with no, it. No, nothing Absolutely to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. The bottom line is, fans, if it's a coaches' call-in show, they should have access to their coaches, no exceptions. It's their coach. It's their program. If you want them to buy tickets and support you financially, you've got to embrace the fan base as being part of the family. Fair? Amen. All right. That's enough for one week. What do you say? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. And, of course, we love Southern Of course. Well, of course we do. Yeah, when you're in the family, we can talk about That's stuff like correct. this. Just right? don't talk about somebody else. Don't let anybody else talk about it, That's but we exactly can't. Right? Right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back Monday at 1 o'clock. Batting down the hatches. And yeah. Yes, be safe out there. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.